Hi guys, I'm Brad Montgomery and welcome to The Breakdown. And here we talk about science, psychology, and investing. Today we're going to be talking about buying a house and real estate. Before we get started, if you missed us, you can always catch any of our episodes by going to kfoxtv.com. Now let's break it down. And I'm here with George Bell, your brokerage owner with Exit Realty. And we're gonna be talking about, first off, we're gonna be talking about a lot of things today. We're gonna to be talking about where the market was, where the market is now, where the market could be going, like we have any idea, but we're gonna see if we can at least kind of pick at that a little bit. And then we're gonna talk some basics. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about was buying a house. Yes. The first step in buying a house, because a lot of people don't know. I didn't know, right? You, you can't just walk out the door and say, I wanna buy a house. Correct. You, you gotta start, actually I found out, I went and I found a realtor and we started talking a little bit and this is, I thought that was, I thought that was the first step. And they said, no, 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 you gotta find a loan officer, an LO, and get you know approved and all this stuff. And so let's talk about that. The very, very first thing, let's say you're deciding you do wanna buy a house. Let's, let's talk about some of the steps so people can know exactly what to do. Okay, so, um... A lot of times the mistake that people find is they find a real estate agent and then they start looking at houses. Right. Uh, they get out there and they fall in love with something. Right. And then they realize they can't afford that and uh, then there's a heartbreak. Right. Okay. You know, and so to avoid the heartbreak, I think, the, well, not think, I know the first thing to do is to get a pre-approval from a lender. Okay. So you're going out there with power per se okay. and, a, and a full or real expectation of what we can afford, what we can buy in our price range, or whether you're with someone or not in your price range. And so the pre-approval is actually the first step. And with that, um, you know, the loan officer that you're gonna be dealing with, um, that loan officer will, you know, see how much you're making per year, check your credit and see if, you know, if, if they will loan you some money right. uh, and your debt to income ratio. And, and let me ask you that, because so, so obviously first step is find a loan officer, Yes. right? How, and let's say, because before you do that, you're gonna have an idea of what you want. Right? Yeah. That's just part of being human, right? Correct. You, we already know what we want before we even get out there. Yeah. But how can you kind of, what is something you can kind of go by before you even set foot in a loan officer's office to say, okay, this is kind of what I can afford. Like how, is there something that you can kind of go by as far as like kind of like a quick and dirty, you know, there's all these. Well, things. there are what they call mortgage calculators everywhere on the oh, internet. Okay. Right. And so with that, um, kind of see what your you payment could afford. You can see what your payment is. It okay. gives you a rough estimate of your payment, and mortgage calculators will give today's current interest rate oh, okay. approximately. Okay. Right. You know, within about seven point oh well, within a point two five uh, area, you know, with the interest rate. And you do the mortgage calculator anywhere, and and that'll let you know. And you'll say to yourself, right now, uh, we're paying rent, or we're paying a mortgage at the house, and we want a bigger house. We can handle X amount of dollars. Got it. So kind of go based on what you got. Yes. Let the mortgage calculator kind of do the quick and dirty for you, give you the rough estimate. Correct. Okay. okay. And then obviously, most important, then go go to the loan officer. Now, and this is where I got. This is where actually I don't know. Okay. That after the loan officer, because for me. I was actually referred to a loan officer and it was for the investing side. Yes. And then I was referred from the loan officer to an agent who worked on that specific area. Okay. Okay. So if you're going out 
for like to use your like your FHA loan that the was a three percent down. I think mm, three point five percent. Three point five percent down. Everyone's given one FHA, and yeah. there's rules on like transferring it or something like that after yeah, so the, long. Or, yeah, after so long. But, but but basically, it's it's the one one you get on the three three and a half percent down. Correct. So if you want to go out and just purchase your own first home based off that, yeah. What, what is it that you look for in an agent, and how do you find one after you you've talked to a loan officer? Because again, I was kind of referred. To an agent, to an agent from my loan officer. So okay. how would the regular, how would you, how would it typically happen if you're not referred? Looking for a real estate agent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I would say this. There are some agents. There are some agents out there who may have a long time in the business. Okay. Some that have a short time in the business, but in reality, um, from my perspective, real estate leads to a relationship which leads to a referral, okay. right? Right. Now, I would talk to my neighbors and say, hey, who did you use? Okay. How was your experience okay. with John Brown, whoever that is, mm -hmm. right? And they'll tell you right off the top, hey, when I was with John Brown, he did this, he did that, and the other, I felt safe, I thought he knew what he was talking about, and we had a good experience. Okay. Right. That's one way. Now, word of mouth, kind of thing. Word of mouth okay. is always the best. Yeah, I, I, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? And then, you know, you could find, uh, uh, look on the internet and you look on Zillow, you look on realtor.com and then you see um, John Brown has X amount of reviews and everybody says he does an amazing job, uh, which could be true, you know. Um, do a little homework. Do a little bit of homework to see who you're dealing with, you know, do they have any. But just because someone has a long time in the game doesn't mean they're the best. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody has a short time doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. Sure. Because when they show up with a process of how step-by-step step, how we're gonna get this done, then that's when you get to understanding, okay, this guy might know what they're doing uh -huh. and let's give him a try. Okay. But at the end of the day, the there's market. some chemistry that's gonna happen. True. When you meet people and you're talking to somebody, uh, interview two or three of them. Some chemistry will happen, and you'll be like, you know what? I wanna go with George Bell. I feel good with him. I think he knows what he's doing. He's gonna keep us safe. Okay. You know? Yeah, and that's, I guess, and that's what it's all about, too, because this is, you know, it's a, it's a major, major purchase. It's the biggest purchase that anybody's gonna make, most people are gonna make in their life. And so, with that, um, here in El Paso, uh, the average house today is going for two hundred and forty thousand mm dollars. -hmm. So the question is, who do you trust with your two hundred forty thousand dollars? <laughs> right. You know, I'm a right. brokerage owner, and and I, uh, I have agents that work under me, and I and I say every day, or every time I see them or at a sales meeting, I'm like, your persona in real life, your persona on Facebook or social medias leads to whether or not somebody's going to trust you with their $240,000. True. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we... You don't uh, think of it that way. They don't think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't think of it that way. And and so and that's basically the selected real estate agent based on kind of what they've done, how their past performance kind of uh, in, in meteorology, they're saying it's all areas of basically life and nature. History can solve a mystery. Yes. So look at their past performance. And then try to see, also too, make sure they're in the area that you want, that you're looking to focus in. If, if you're looking to focus in investing, kind of get one maybe that leans toward investing. Correct. If you get one in you know, general sales, kind of lean one that, you know, looking for home sales. Because an area that they already got their feet in, they don't have to get their feet out of that pond and right. get another pond. Right, right. And, so, and, then, and then also form that relationship. They form that relationship. And, and 
I just to go back to that relationship, um, anytime I've ever had a client, it, I don't see them as a one-time buy. Um, I see them as a lifetime customer because they're buying their, most times they're buying their first house with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, God forgi- for, forbid, but we might split up. Right. And if we split up, I need somebody I can trust to sell these houses. Mm-hmm. And as time goes by, these kids are going to leave. We bought this big house. Maybe we want to downsize. We need George Bell to sell this house so we can downsize and buy another house. So I'm with you through all the steps, or a good real estate agent would be with you through all the steps of your life. And that happens because we have a relationship. So that, that relationship actually benefits both. Yes. It benefits the agent and, and the home buyer. Correct. And seller. Yes. Because then they can do business with them later. Yes. So it's actually in, in everyone's best. And so that works really well, too. And I've actually, I've seen that act happen. Yeah. And... I actually knew somebody who the lady helped them buy a home and then when they wanted to upsize to another home they were there and she felt more than comfortable yes and it put her more than at ease right the agent was more than happy yes so i mean it, it works out it plays out and in, in, in really a lot of ways real estate that's the nice thing about real estate it plays out well in all areas yes so that's kind of a neat thing now when you get to so you've, we've got our loan officer okay now we got our agent yeah so now we want to find a home. Now, a lot of people, so it's not just, you don't necessarily just want to say, oh, I like this house right here. There are a lot of things you want to look at. You, you look, if you got kids, you're looking at schools, yes. ac- access to work, yes. restaurants, spot, you know, entertainment. What, how do you suggest people go about that? What are some kind of tricks or little tidbits of information to kind of select a home that kind of has all those things? Right. So, um, a good real estate agent will show up with a questionnaire asking those specific questions. Okay. Okay. So what's important to you? Uh, we want to be 15, 20 minutes from the job. We want to be uh, in a good school district, whatever school district you think is the good school district or the school district that is our family's lineage school district, <laughs> right, right. you know, uh, or, and, and then, uh, and those tangibles have to be maintained. So, what that does for me, that keys me to say, if you want to be 15 minutes away from work, and let's just say you uh, your kids go to school in uh, Socorro Independent School District, then I'm looking in the 79938, maybe mm-hmm. in the 36, mm-hmm. maybe in the 28. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tailor, because I know you're pre-approved, you're pre-approved for 240000 uh, You've already told me that you want to, you did at least three bedrooms and a two-car garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're getting older, so we don't want to go upstairs. We want the one-story house. <laughs> so I know the style of house, mm-hmm. and I'll put you in the location where you want to be at. Okay. Right? But it's just like anything else. It's kind of like, um, I know you ordered the burger, but I may offer you the fries as well. Mm-hmm. So I know 79938 may be the main place that you want to live in because of all of those elements. Mm-hmm. But take a look at these houses in 3-6. It's not too far out. But take a look at the houses in the 2-8. It's not too far out just to give you options. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny because I, what, what happened to me, and, and, and expect the options thing, and it's not a bad thing. Right. I was looking at um, investment properties in, and he actually, we were supposed to see one east of Album Park. Okay. And then he said, you know what, I know this house, it's just southeast of here. You know, da-da-da-da-da, it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's, it was at the time, Investments were going for about 98 to 105. Okay. okay. 
And they'd even shifted in those those few years, about 2016 to 2018. Okay. They shifted from about 98 to about 100 to about 103, and then top, topping out 105, they need a little work. And so this, this house at the time was an investment property as well, mm -hmm. but it wasn't in the range I was looking for. Right. And it was around 120, around 120 plus. On 120, mm -hmm. and uh, we, he, I said, I said, I don't want to go. I don't want. I said, this is not. I said, we've already talked about. It. This is the asking if they want you, if you want fries with that, right? Yeah. So he said, just go take a look at it. Just go take a look at it. I finally did. Yeah. We drove down there. I followed him down there, and uh, like I said, it was just south. It was southeast of where we were, and uh, I loved it. Okay. And ended up making a move on it, and I thanked him later. Yes. For that, because. Had he not offered me fries yes. like that, yeah. I never would have seen it. Right. And so, and and so, don't look at it as a bad thing. Yes. Uh, I know some people can be, you know, a little hard-headed sometimes. Yeah. You, you get tunnel vision. You and, do exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. And so, so yeah, you've seen that before. And so, yeah, be open to that because that can help too. Because there are also times where I've lived in areas where I thought it was great, mm -hmm. and then over time, I, I remember I was living in this one area. And over the, over the years, I was like, gosh, I can, it's hard to get to I-10 for me. I cannot get to I-10 without fighting traffic. Yes. Coming or going, and no, you know? And I would try to find the easier way. And I'm like, this way shaves off a couple of minutes, but it's still long. This way is not a guarantee. Right. So, you know, you really do have to factor in the whole picture. And I think the fact that, you you know, if you guys and you, your, your people are asking, you know, all these questions about that, that is a big, big help. Because, right. you know, and, and I know you, you, I've been to your brokerage and it's run very, very well, but I know I know there's some agents that are more off on their own. Yeah. And, you know, they'll try to steer this person, this house, the house for them. Yeah. You know, so so I guess in a sense, I'm glad you covered that. Make sure the agent is asking a lot of questions yes. and getting your feedback. Yes. And not just taking you by the not hand. Not just taking you by the hand. Yeah. And, 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 and to that point, like I was telling talking about earlier, um, if it's a couple yeah. that's buying a house, Make sure husband and wife are on the same page because sometimes uh, somebody is the decision maker. Okay. Yeah. But the other person has the power to veto. <laughs> there you go. I understand right. that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, at, I I try my best to get both people in the same place at the same time okay. and say, hey, what are your wants? What are your wants? What are your needs? What are your needs? What is the thing that we cannot negotiate? What's the non-negotiable? Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, try to get that. And, and sometimes they need to go back and say. Well, uh, we'll get back to you because we're not sure. He knows we need to buy a house and she knows I need these things in the house, but they hadn't talked about mm. the specifics. Mm. Interesting. You know, and so sometimes you get the showing house. So we got the pre-approval. We know the area. You get inside the house and she's like, I got to have this. And he's like, whoa. They didn't go with specifics. They didn't go with specifics. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. You know, okay. Um, but that's, but that's. That's the dynamic. One yeah. person, you know. It's still important. It's still important. <laughs> part of the process. It's still important part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, when, when you think about it, I mean, sometimes you don't think about having those conversations until you're kind of backed into the corner. Yes. And then when all of a sudden you walk into a home, and that's when you're backed into that corner. Yes. And all of a sudden these things start coming forward. Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh. And you're like, I hope she doesn't, or vice versa. And then that person likes it. Yeah. So that's that's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Because frustration can ensue very quickly. Yeah, I can imagine. Yes. I can imagine. Yeah, no. Now, what, what, so, so basically we're looking at just to run down it really quickly. Okay. You get your, you find yourself a loan officer. Yes. Real estate agent. Yes. 
find out what you're proof. Well, actually, loan officer, what's your proof for? Real estate agent, what you're looking for. Yes. And then what you both are looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can I go back to a, a subject? Yeah. So um, I call them one eight hundred loan officers. Okay. That's the the loan officer that's not here in town. I was gonna ask you real quick because I when I Tell listed me. it. I was like, how do we find a loan officer? Yeah. So let's, how do you find a loan? I see, I was referred to my loan officer. Right. How, how do you, how do you find And that kind of happens the same way that it does with- uh, Real estate? Finding filing the real estate agent, you know, there's a word of mouth and then, you know, you could walk into GEC and say, hey, anybody does mm-hmm. loans. But, uh, and a lot of people, you know, we think we have the power, we do have the power to do everything ourselves through the internet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still better uh, to find somebody for referral. Okay. But I think, because I'm on the real estate side, now I'm on the the lender side. When you find the real estate agent, another thing that you might want to look for is the agent that's kind of like the one-stop shopping guy. Mm -hmm. He has a team, Uh right? Uh This guy has a loan officer that he's successful with. This guy has a a title company that they're successful with. They have a home inspection guy that they're successful Uh with, you know? When you have run to that agent that has the team, then you're like, okay, now you don't have to use my loan officer, but I'm just letting you know, you know I'm what? successful with her. I did. I tell you what else is an important point on that is it's kind of like coming on to a pre-made team like that. Yes. Is it saves you time? Yes. Because they're they're with me. There were there was more than once where someone needed something from someone else, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to be the go-between. Yeah. You know, the real estate agent got what he needed from the loan officer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that can actually save you time. If, yeah. if you do go with someone who, you know, you go to brokerage, we got real estate, we know the loan officers, we can these, we do business with them for a long time. Right. They do great work. It can actually leave you out of the loop, you know, because, oh, we need this document. Oh, don't worry about it. They'll bypass you. Yeah. And they'll get it from them. You know, you just may get a call. You know, yeah. hey, can I have permission to get this from you? Yeah, go for it. So it actually, that actually in the end can save you some time. Yes. And headache. Yes. So that's very important. Very important. Now I want to talk about, so we're in our we're in our happy home. Okay. We found a loan officer. Yes. Right? Like you said, kind of word of mouth. You're back checking on that. Uh, we got pre-approved for the amount that we were okay with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found a real estate agent, yeah. right? Word of mouth, did a little research on that. We came together on what's acceptable and what's not acceptable as far as stepping in a home, what we're looking for. Yes. We've been in this home now okay. for several years. Yes. You know, plus, decade plus, minus. Now, we want to maybe upsize. Yes. What is the process for selling? Okay. Um, so process for selling. Now, now we're gonna, I want to go two routes. Okay. Because I want to go for the person that maybe moved into a home that that they you know became it became theirs somehow some way, uh, family etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they're going to be the first time seller. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go through the we know our real estate agent selling. Let's do the real. We already know the real estate agent that helped us buy the house. You would suggest they help you sell the house in that situation. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now the one where. You know, I didn't buy this house. I've been living here, oh. you know, family, you know, here I am, it's it's been great, but time to move on. Yes. Right? How do I sell this house right. when I've not gone through the process and, and, and dealt with any of this? Okay, so um, I wanna say it's in reverse, but it's not really, it's pretty much the same process. Okay. Um, you find a real estate agent, right? That's a uh, good reputation, has a team, 
um, that you have some chemistry with. Yeah. So you find this agent. And so, of course, you have an idea in your mind what I think this house should sell oh, for. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. You know, and <laughs> up here. You're up here. <laughs> and you have an idea. And then a lot of people listen to uh, what Zillow said. Zillow said, I could sell my house for this amount of money. And I tell them they're not absolutely wrong, but they're not right. So here's the thing about Zillow, Realtor.com, who gives you an, a quote, if you will, right. which you can sell your house for. What Zillow doesn't know is, have you done any upgrades in this house? Mm -hmm. They don't. Zillow doesn't know if you got granite or the same old laminate. Mm -hmm. They don't know if you refrigerated AC or evaporative AC. Mm -hmm. They don't know if the roof is leaking or you just got the roof done. Mm -hmm. So they... Though a aggregate increase over time, right. and you know, real general, real general, uh -huh. and they do numbers because they know what's selling it, you know, in the area, but they don't know your house, mm. right? Yeah. Or, or or maybe your neighborhood. So Zillow's uh, Zestimate is a broader, big area. Okay. Whenever you well, get a, you want the small, you want the small yeah. because what's going to happen and what should happen. The real estate agent comes in and gives you, gives you a market analysis okay. of what you can sell your house. And that market analysis should be apples to apples. Um, yeah, I did some CMAs. Square footage. Yep. Um, within the competing neighborhood. And you find a home that that is the most like yours. That's most like yours. And right. that can actually, and, and actually, here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because... Yeah. That can actually give people a heads up. Yes. So if they're on like realtor.com mm -hmm. and they see some homes that are for sale. Yeah. And because there's some analysis has already obviously been done. Right. right to, to be able to sell that home, put it on the market. And so you can pick, you know, two or three homes in your area, you know, close as close as you can to you right. of similar home build. Correct. Two bed, uh, three bed, two bath, two car garage, et cetera, right. et cetera, you know, similar as you can find. That will give you the better idea. That will give you a, a very good indication of what you can sell your house for. Um, it, it's imperative that you stay because a lot of times <laughs> we compare it to our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So my friend John sold his house for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Why Where, can't I get that right. money? Where's John live? Well, he's on it, the other side. He's on the other side. He's in right. the Northeast, you're in the Far East, right. and it's yeah. not the same. And so a real estate agent that can educate you on the market, how it's sold. We're not appraisers, but I do what appraisers do. Right, exactly. You know, so I tell people in a minute, I'm not an appraiser, but I do what appraisers do in in the form of market analysis. Right. Right. Um, and so that gives a great indication. And so a great, what you call, um, not an estimate, but a like the appraisal? Expectation. It gives oh, you an expectation. expectation. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, if Brad says, if I tell you, hey, your house is, I think it'll sell at 240 and Brad's like, I think it'll sell for 265 I'm going to do what Brad wants me to do, So, but you've been warned, right? So but when, you got the data. When you run into that, yes, right? And so the person has the data, but now they need the, the basically the, the smack of real life, yes. right? So do you just, do you let it sit on the market for a little bit and let them Tell you, okay, you know what? I think we need to come down a bit. Yes. How to, okay. Yes. That's how that works. Yes. Um, I'm going to... Uh, try to guide them. Or, I'm trying to guide them. Yeah. So you have the data, right? Right. And, and I'm not going to go against that, but you have sure. a feeling of, of... At the end of the day, you're in charge. I'm not in charge of your house. You're selling your house. I'm just the agent acting on your behalf. Right. Okay? So... And you can't put a price on sentimental value either. 
that's another. You can't put a price on seven million back. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, but the, the the buyer don't don't care that you work extra hours. That you and your brother put the tile in. That's right. They don't care about that. That's true. It's hard for you to convey that. That's true. A lot of days, you know. So, <laughs> but that happens. Right. Yeah, but that happens. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll come up with what I think we should list the house for. You say, hey, something else, and then we'll do that. And really, you're right. I'll let it sit for 30 days, and then I'll come back and say, hey, Brad. You want to come down a bit? You want to come down a little bit, man? Right. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yes. That's, that makes sense. Absolutely. And that, that's, that also give the, gives the person a little bit, you know, their own reality. And, Absolutely. But that doesn't, you know, in, in my brokerage, that doesn't mean that I don't advertise your house as hard as I would. For sure. Or, or promote it as hard as I would. We do everything that we would, knowing that it's probably overpriced, but we're going to do everything we can. And you never know. And you know that big money Texas dude from Dallas shows up and says, "Bam, that's the one." That's true. And that does, and see, and that's and there's, I, I know there's multiple ways to do it, but I remember talking to some real estate agents, uh, and this is around 20, 2017 or so, twenty sixteen. Yep. Okay. And they were saying you can you can price it low mm-hmm. and see if it can get bid up. Yep. Or they said you can price it a little high. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm talking a little high, not not you know sentimental value. Like I'm gonna you know house means some not not like that, but you price it a little above market right. and see if somebody does come in, you know, and just says I want that house. Right. So and so there, there's kind of a two pronged approach that you can do and different strategies. Th- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think if you, if you do price it a little high, you're gonna have to give it a little, you may have to give it a little time. Yep. And uh, and so but but if, now I want to ask you so pricing low, pricing high, in this kind of market, everything's been going high yeah. for quite a while. I've seen a little pullback. I want to just full disclosure, we're in 2022 here and we're moving through the fall. Um, I've seen a little pullback in the last couple of months. Yes. I've seen a few uh, market uh, inventories, at least homes for sale. Yes. I've seen quite a few more now. Uh, what, what, are you, what do you see happening? So prices were high, interest rates were low. Yeah. So there was still some benefit to the buyer. Yes. I wouldn't want it to buy one when the market's pumped up. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the interest rates low, at least you're getting your your you get a little bit of a dip on the mortgage payment on the bank side, mm-hmm. even though you're paying a little more on the house side. So right. it wasn't hor- now interest rates are up, prices are still pretty up. So it's not necessarily the time to buy unless you can do something with the home. You know, right. there's different things you can do, but mm-hmm. but for just a personal home. So where do you see us going from now? Prices are coming down a little. Yeah. Interest rates are up, may go up more. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Okay. So um, right now, the average interest rate is 7.25. Whoa. Analysts believe, and my lender included, um, that uh, we're probably going to have two more increases before December. And I say increases may be 0.5, 0.75 by December. Back last January, we knew we were probably going to be in the sevens by December. We already knew that in January. So we're going along where where we thought we were going to be. Here's where, uh, I don't want to say the problem is, but it's a little bit of a problem. Um, Yeah, 7.25 is higher than 2021, 2.75. sure is. It sure (laughs) is. But it's not high in the lifespan of the houses, not in the lifespan of our housing market. We've been at eight, nine, ten in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we've been there before. Mm-hmm. And then we come down. 
So and it was refi too. And there was refi. Yeah. Right. And so with that, um, the interest rates will come back down. Okay. We are because of the housing market last year in 2021, they're trying to slow it down. Mm-hmm. And trying. They, they're trying. They're trying to slow everything down. Right. Right. But once it slows down, the interest rates will come down. Right. Trying to encourage people. To trying to encourage people. So I will go back to the house prices. Now, 2021, people were listing houses at the market value. Right. Knowing that people were going to pay fifteen, twenty thousand dollars over. over. Right. They knew that. Yeah. Today, they know that we've just better price the house at the average market. I've seen that. So ridiculous. If you see has been reduced has yes been reduced absolutely starting to show up now. so here in our city uh last year we were hovering around 1300 houses for on the market okay. today we're hovering about 1900 houses on the market yeah yeah so we are currently still in a seller's market but barely and i say a seller's market means um the inventory versus the amount of buyers right. you still okay? get a better deal you still get a better deal and right now, as we speak, we are selling about 400 houses a month. We got 1,900 houses on the market. We're selling about 400 a month, which means in a six-month span, and we, we we look at six-month span, we don't have enough inventory to continue in six months. See, that's what I was going to ask you. So, but it's growing. Okay. Because the interest up. rates are high and people less people are buying, so that allows more people to put houses on the market. Right. So then, so then, so because interest rates are slowing people from buying correct they are there are more homes that are they're basically that the homes are allowed to sit on the market longer because of that so now we're ending up with more for sales on the market correct so which which okay so but still you said we we are leaning seller's market we're in a seller's market but it's about to get even i believe it's going to be even so that being said Buyers are a little bit afraid to buy right now because the interest rates are high. Let's just say they don't care about what happened 20 years ago. They have they care about what happened right now. Right. I got it. Right. So, and, but with that, uh, we have a mentality that we try to, you know, uh, pawn off to the buyer. You marry the house and you date the rate. Right. The date, the rate will come down. But the houses, the prices of houses will not. Although it's not outstanding, we're not paying 10000 20000 over. But gradually, the price of houses will continue to go up. So if you're sitting there, I'm like, I'm going to wait this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may wait a lower interest rate, but that but house, house is, is still going to continue to go up. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So let's go ahead and get in the house right now, re- re- refi when things get better. That was that was one of the best, um, basically, I guess, arguments that I had heard. Yeah. You know, because I had thought about, you know, back pre-pandemic, the investment rate was... Five percent, yeah, for investors, which which is a little usually a little bit higher. Well, is a little bit higher. Yes, standard. So, but now we're talking about non-investment, just buying the home buying is, is and they seven. did that I on mean, purpose. They did. They raised the interest rates on the investors to give the first-time buyers a chance yeah. because investors were knocking out the opportunity right. for the first-time buyer. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it, that was the biggest. So when you said, you know, you you. You marry the house and you date the rate. Yes, right. I had thought, and for you know, and I, I never had thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. I had always thought of it, you know, house rate awful, you know, high house price, high interest rate, you know. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna see interest rates pull back. Right. And in fact, if the economy 
slows too much, they're going to really lower them to try to encourage people to buy. And then you just refine one of those correct downturns. Yes. So and then you're you're fine. You know, you, you got a house that's because houses, if you if you take out the the ridges and the valleys, they appreciate just a little bit more in the market here. They appreciate was it. 1.5 a year, 3% a year? At least 1.5 a year. 1.5 a year. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, there you go. So, yeah. all right. Well, we're going to be talking to you some more, hopefully, on another podcast coming up Wonderful. eventually. Uh, we're going to talk about investing. Thank you very much, George yes. Bell. That's going to be the next one uh, for advice on the steps on going through and purchasing a home. Yes. I want to ask, where can people go to find out more information about your brokerage? Because I know you do work with great loan officers uh, and agents. Where can people find out information about you? Okay. Uh, George Bell at uh, 915-497-5243. You can call me directly. Someone called me one time and said, is this really you, George Bell? I'm like, yeah, it's really me. That's the easiest way. And then my website is exitsunrise.com. That's exitsunrise.com. All right. Thank Thank you, you, sir. I appreciate this, Brad. Thank you. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah.